Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hey there. You know? Well, well, well. <laughs> we meet again. We meet again. <laughs> we meet again. <laughs> That's my Jay impression. Well, well, well. <laughs> well, well, well. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> hey, you try coming up with uh, clever ways to be the first one on the mic. It's each easy, week. man. It's easy. You just say, yeah. Um, hi. Uh, this is, uh, <laughs> uh, welcome. Um, welcome. Hi. Welcome. Um, yeah, hi. welcome. Yeah, welcome. You do. You know, it's actually really funny that I, I, I do this enough that I, uh, and I think about it enough that I've been listening to other podcasts and really honing in on like the first words out of pod- other podcasters' mouths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, usually it's very simple as hello and welcome to the newcastle united right. podcast or mm-hmm. hi this is sam harris you yeah, know right so i guess i don't need to put as much thought into it yeah or maybe i'm just listening to the wrong podcast i don't, I don't, well, know. I don't know i would say i would say it's one of those <laughs> things like the more you try the harder you know yeah yeah it's yeah. true it's true yeah. you have to unless say. we, unless we other... did like an intro that was like a like yeah like a pre-recorded thing but that would be too much work Right. Um, and then the other difficult thing that I have to contend with is, you know, if I let it go more than three seconds, then Nick will try to sneak in with oh, yeah. you know, his own little clever bit. It's not oh. a sneaking thing. It's just, I just don't, I'm awkward and I find silence awkward. So it's <laughs> <laughs> uncomfortable. I just got to fill it. Don't we all? That's why we started a podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, just pretty to much. Fill, fill the <laughs> air. <to> fill some <laughs> more <laughs> air with noise. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to be back here with you guys. Heck yes. And, uh, Hope you guys are too. Of course. Yeah, Where else yeah. would I rather Excellent. be? <laughs> it's Thursday morning. Come on. <laughs> oh right, Thursday morning. Correct. Sure. Yeah. Right. I keep forgetting that. My bad. Any news? Any notes? Anything we should review before we get to into the meat of this meaty podcast? Well, I, I'm a carnivore, you know. So let's just get into it. Let's sink our teeth right into just, it. Yeah. I mean, I, that's how blood. I feel. You guys good? Mm-hmm. You all good? Let's, let's yeah. go. I'm set. I'm starving. I'm set. <laughs> <laughs> this man is hungry for meat. <laughs> Yes, that's, that's right. This is You Should Check It Out. Uh, hungry for Meat since uh-huh. 1981. Uh-huh. Happy to be back here with you. My name's Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And by the way, I just realized I actually ate a vegan dinner tonight. <laughs> oh, did so you? Oh, really? So you actually did like kind of set off this. And I'm not vegan in any way, but... Mm. I did eat a vegan dish. And for how, was, how was that for you? It was delicious. I I I love all kinds of food. This one it explains the energy. Satisfied. Explains the energy. To be honest, it's well, it's true. But but it also explains my my triggering of <laughs> my being triggered by mm. this <laughs> like <laughs> by this notion of meat. Now I'm like, nah, I actually am hungry. I'm, we might have to get hungry. <laughs> pause. I gotta get a steak. Yeah, <laughs> run out of the corner store, gets a bag of beef jerky or yeah, something. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, we made tortellini tonight, and you know t- traditionally tortellini is served without meat because you got the mm-hmm. you know, pretty heavy pasta, heavy mm-hmm. sauce. You got mm-hmm. your cheese mm-hmm. in there, but I, I got to put a little bit of meat in there. That's I, right. I, I just don't feel satisfied afterwards. I got to have my meat. You need some right. iron. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I hear that. I hear that. What about you, Nick? What What did you enjoy for dinner tonight? Uh, it's what, did you, what did you, what did you enjoy for dinner this morning? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, Thursday right, morning. Right. Right. <laughs> well, I meant Wednesday evening. Sure. Well, sure. Last, last night, night I had pasta. <laughs> good, good, good. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. It's fascinating. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. Well, before we dig ourselves into any more uh, logical this is, this holes, is garbage. Here. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said when, the, big when the dinner came out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we d- we do have a big show. Mm-hmm. Greg is going to be talking about. He's, he's got a news update. A news update. Sort of, yeah. ta- talk about stuff we talked about last week. Yeah, we're going to follow yeah. up on that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Nick's going to be talking about a weird micro genre. Uh huh. And yeah. I'm going to be talking about a piano player. All right. Really? All where right. Do we start? That sets it up. Where are we starting? Okay. Um, let's just get into it with with a little jammy, little jammy jam. Ooh. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys ever heard of this band Ghost Note, but it's a couple of no. really excellent musicians. Um, let's just listen to it, and maybe we can talk about it a little bit afterwards. This is a track called Swagism. All right. Ooh. 
Come mm. on. Mm. Oh, that's funky, man. <laughs> that's that's really badass. Funky. Yeah, dude. Ghost yeah. Note. Um, I'm a band called. Definitely gonna uh, check them out. Yeah, please do. Um, this is a band that's led by Robert Seawright, whose nickname is Sput. He plays in uh, Snarky Puppy. Nice. Oh, okay. Which is a band that I'm not that big of a fan of, to be honest. Snarky Puppy. Um, <laughs> it's got kind of a dream theater vibe. <laughs> you know? Which they anyway. do at times, yeah. <laughs> hey, but but amazing musicians, amazing Definitely. musicians for sure. Um, yeah, totally. But uh, Sput plays drums for them, and the bassist on this is this guy Mono Neon. You ever heard of him? No. He's like, uh, you got Sput him. and Mono Neon. Yeah, Mono Neon, dude. <laughs> you might like if you look him up, you might recognize him. Just right. you, he's he's bonkers. He was like Prince's last bassist, I think. Okay. Ridiculously cool. Uh, Whoa. Bassist. And then colorful. Anyway. <laughs> yes, very colorful. It's going to be colorful. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, so go, one go, of the last go, people to work with Prince. Yep, exactly. Yeah, so ch- check out Ghost Note if you like funk, and I don't think you'll be disappointed. But uh, let's see what else yeah. we got here. Also, I guess um, since we're just doing a quick little news follow-up, I don't know if it'll be quick, but Nick brought in this uh, story last week um, that was just. Uh, beginning. It actually just been announced the day that we recorded that uh, mm-hmm. Neil yeah. Young was going to pull his music off of the Spotify app. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it was as a direct result of Joe Rogan's podcast, which Spotify paid a hundred million dollars for. Yes, um, That's right. earlier this year, or at least a year or two ago. Um, for exclusive of, rights. Yeah. Yeah, one of the biggest. Uh, podcast deal I think the biggest podcast deal ever um, yeah so essentially Neil Young was upset by the fact that Joe Rogan was having people on that were essentially in his view spreading lies about COVID and and mm-hmm. uh, misinformation about the vaccine so Neil Young put up this ultimatum saying hey you can have Joe Rogan or Neil Young but you cannot have both I'm pulling my music off so we talked about this briefly last week, and um, and I, I definitely laid down the the gauntlet, saying that Neil Young will not go through with that. No way. It's 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 <laughs> it's it's out there. You can listen. We can we you know. I haven't gone and back. I, and and I, actually, I didn't think it was going to go anywhere from there. I, yeah, I did, that was I, where I was. Right, and I, yeah. I, I I assumed that if Neil was like really challenged on it, that he would probably stick to his guns. I just thought it was something he just kind of threw out in the wind and was just mm-hmm. going to kind of forget about. And, and you guys weren't alone. There were some other cats that I knew who were like actually kind of ratting, you know, saying like, what a clown, what, what a dorky thing to say. Like basically, really? basically saying like, oh, what is it? What is this like a Western? Like this town ain't big enough for the <laughs> two of us, you know? <laughs> but my we instinct. played that song last week too. Yeah. I was kind of interested by this because Neil Young to me is a figure in the music industry that who is very respected. We're not surprised by this, but sure. he, he takes his stance and he's very stubborn. Mm-hmm. Very stubborn uh, from what I've seen. If you'll remember, the, the Keystone Pipeline was a huge thing yeah. that I believe he was, he, he was a, uh, ad, uh, he's an activist, essentially, yeah. Yeah. when it comes yeah. down to things that he loves. When I saw him at Desert Trip, his stage setup was all uh, Indian teepees, like huge Indian teepees in support of this group of Indians that he was trying to support. Huh. In any case, he's a passionate, and, and, and again, I don't have a horse in this race per se. Yeah, it's fine. No, but you um, thought this was going to have legs. I think it, I, I thought to myself, if other people join in, it will. Yeah. And I could well, see he also has. I'm sorry, I just wanted to tally on to him being a pretty passionate about ideas that he believes, believes in. He, he was pretty famous back in the 80s for getting in an argument with David Geffen. Basically, David Geffen wanted him to release, and I might have the facts on this wrong. I shouldn't have just brought this up out of nowhere. But he said that he owed him three more uh, albums for this contract. And there's some kind of dispute on that. And and Neil Young went public with it and said how it was a a bunch of BS. But if he wants three albums, I'll give him three more albums. So he he delivered three more albums to fulfill this contract. But they were like, 
One was like a rockabilly throwback album. Oh, God. One was like a techno synth pop album. What? And then I forget what the other one was. It was like a cover, like a collection of like really cheesy commercial covers or something like that. Like they were just like three novelty. Like non-sellable. Yeah, non-sellable yeah. records. So that was his response to being put in the corner were in released? that position. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're famous because of how terrible they are. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So as this story developed my uh, personal sensor went off and I, I you know you guys weren't seeing what, what i guess what i what, what i was feeling but and that maybe yeah okay maybe this is just kind of like a clickbaity thing but i figured like it's possible that people will latch onto this and that obviously neil young who has like six million spotify listeners a month which or however many it, it's not that big of a deal to Spotify mm-hmm. numerically. Yeah. But yeah. the statement that he was making, you have to understand like Spotify was actually, is actually already like kind of hanging on by a thread as far as like respect in the yeah, music reputation business. is Everyone, concerned. N- yeah. Nobody likes it. Yeah. Right. I would agree with that. And yeah. I don't know if it's fair to single out Spotify, but streaming in general, um, Spotify being the, the biggest dog. And so it, to me, it's sort of like brought a lot of, controversies that are happening simultaneously because covid is wrapped up in this <laughs> you know yeah. what i'm saying like yeah. like it's a yeah. big package and i was like wait yeah. a minute there's a lot of musicians out there that have been you know saying hey we are just much like a, a van morrison you know like you i think nick you pointed it out last last week that you like know, an anti-van yeah, yeah. yeah he's like <laughs> the anti-van yeah exactly so but there's m- way more musicians who are anti-van if you will <laughs> meaning pro-vaccine yeah yeah then yeah. anti so where are their chips gonna land on this are they gonna just sit there and be silent because like we're gonna notice if your stuff is still on spotify it means you're cool with joe rogan saying what he wants to say and that's fine but well, that's, there are people uh, who are right yeah yeah well it, it, i mean i guess that's kind of what neil would like people to feel right like right yeah exactly yeah. Exactly. So again, so now we know what happened. Joni Mitchell then came out in solidarity with Neil Young. And she's another, you know, same era, very highly respected, a little batty, maybe these (laughs) days. I don't know. Um, I think that's that's honestly why I I didn't take it too, too seriously is mm -hmm. because... Neil Young is known for, for, for kind of getting on his soapbox about something. Yeah. And, And oftentimes it's like... It's it's funny or, or or well like with the Geffen thing like that's a funny example of of mm-hmm. him just being like right. contracts uh, and didn't he like join and quit Crosby Stills and Nash like four times or something like that oh yeah yeah, yeah it was Absolutely. just so he's just known for like coming in and being like ah screw this and then leaving yeah. so it it was more that I didn't know that anybody else would take it seriously but you you definitely thought you well, thought it would have more it, legs and it appears to. It appears to because also that, yeah, like Spotify immediately lost like a $4 billion market share. Um, really? The day oh, wow. after. Yeah. I don't know. It's, you know, sometimes these things, they go, they go down, they go right Like their stock up. evaluation? Yeah, like the, yeah. 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 That's what I, that, that, that was the number I saw from a few different sources. But yeah, in any case, and then Nils Lofgren pulled his, which is a much smaller, <laughs> no offense. Or, or as all of the news, uh, as all of the news headlines call him, Other, Bruce Springsteen's guitar yeah, player. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> East, <laughs> East, like East Street poor Band. Man. He's, East he's Street Band guitarist. Yeah. He's been releasing solo albums since the 1970s. A brilliant, right. talented man. Yeah. He's Bruce Springsteen's guitarist says. Right. <laughs> but it's just, it, it's interesting because again, it, it, especially out in LA, there's a lot of people who love Rogan and then there's a lot of people who hate him. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And the people who are anti, you know, I, I was kind of, are often in the arts, mm-hmm. you know? So anyway, this has kind of like continued to be a thing. It has been interesting. And I didn't know what you guys thought about I, it. I, I think the most interesting thing I thought was that Rogan put out a statement himself, like a 10 minute video on, on, on uh, Instagram, just yeah. saying yeah, like, he did respond. Yeah. Hey, I, I I I need to do better, and like I I actually thought that was in and of itself like a pretty big win, j- just for the more than I would have expected yes. for him to kind of say like, my bad, I should I should mm-hmm. I should do a better job of bringing on somebody that brings the counterpoint to what these what these two specific guests had said, uh, and then he spent yeah. like four minutes talking about an anecdote of this time he saw Neil Young play. 
<laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I think that kind of speaks to, and and I'm not saying, like, I, I I liked Joe Rogan, and I still like him as a personality. Like, he's an entertaining guy. Mm-hmm. But I just think it speaks to like kind of how moldable a personality he has. Yes. Yeah. Like he he's willing. He doesn't really want to. He's not going to stand out on a ledge like Neil Young is. The thing I love about him, he he's a genuinely curious individual. Like he he, is. he loves like learning about new things, and but yeah, he does get hooked into anything and and and, and, and do, I think that's doesn't what push back hard enough exactly exactly well yeah. Jay, like Jay, the, the whole alex jones thing i brought yeah. up last week was like a perfect example exactly, of that yeah. like yes you know and, here you are trying to be like bros and like friendly with this guy alex jones which like that's fine on the face of it but hey there's the whole sandy hook thing and like making yeah. people's lives miserable yeah and, like, like you told oh, yeah. parents who lost their like their children that it wasn't real like you know and just not really bringing that up or fighting them on that that's where he lost me Right, right. And that's, again, I mean, essentially what he just said in that video. It's like, I need to do a better job of, like, maybe perhaps right after I bring a controversial guest, you know, I should have a sort of a a balancing... A counterpoint. Yeah, exactly, like you said. So, um, now Spotify is going to put a disclaimer before episodes that have that, that type of controversial perspective. And, yeah. um, but I, I'm willing to, it's, it's just amazing to me because again, I, I would have thought that some younger act was, would have hopped on and I'm kind of disappointed that none has so far because they just don't, they can't risk not being on Spotify and they're just, you can't, but yet we're talking about something that has devalued music, man. Right. So right. much. And yeah, the fact that people feel like, wow, we, 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 we just need it so badly. But then now, now I'm seeing articles coming out written by younger folks saying maybe we don't need it. Maybe we don't all need to be on Spotify, especially yeah. when we, if we feel passionately about like we should get vaccinated and like well, whatever. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yep. that's all I have to say about it. But it is fascinating. I, I'm, I'm surprised, too, that not more artists artists and younger artists have come out in support of that. I think you're right. I think they feel beholden to it. I think you're right that it's the juxtaposition of like, well, how much am I actually getting a year from Spotify? Is it really about the exposure? Like, or do you just not want to seem like a loser because your music's not on Spotify? You know? But that, at this point, like, I almost like, I get more interested if I can't find it on there. And I, and I don't <laughs> even use it. I, I use Tidal, but it's like, that's not that far removed. Yeah, you know? but I mean, but music is such a part of your life that like, you think about it, it, it more than just pulling up the app you use for music and hit That's play, which, true. which a lot of people do, and I and I think for older artists that have an established catalog, and whose music's already known and loved, you know, maybe that song I was looking for, it's not here for some reason, so I go over to YouTube or or whatever other, other yeah. service I've got that I where I don't mm-hmm. mind checking an ad out, but that's really hard for a young artist to say like yeah. the the primary way that I'm going to get found. I'm going to just pull myself. And also, I, I don't know, something about the idea that that two disparate parties can't coexist on a network doesn't, I don't love that as a concept. I, 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 I'm not saying that like, and I'm not saying that like, you know, that was, and I think that maybe that was also the other reason I was kind of treating it tongue in cheek with the whole Neil Young approach to it is because I, I don't even know if it's the right, I don't even know if it's the right reaction in that case because all it does is just create a polarized network where it's yeah. like, okay, so everybody over here is supportive of Joe Rogan? No, nobody's saying that. Nobody. Right, right. These artists aren't all like, hey, I'm going to go on Spotify and sign up. I agree with Joe Rogan statement when I do. So no, I, I, but, I don't know. But it, but it, by giving him that deal, they and like giving musicians jack shit, <laughs> you know, they really like. I know, but I mean, it's like, you know if, if, like if iHeartRadio's got like some artist on there that that stands for something you don't agree with like kid I'm rock trying to, i'm trying to yeah like mm-hmm. yeah or any any of those yeah uh, yeah well kid rock <laughs> um no no like if you know if they, i don't I, I don't know there really isn't a great corollary to like historical times because you would never have seen this in radio stations like you would never have a radio station that played one artist and so other another artist i mean you might have but it would be it's you wouldn't hear like- about it I mean, it's almost like if you looked at, like, Howard Stern's deal when he did the satellite radio. Uh-huh. You know, if maybe someone there 
or was some, like if I if Stern's on, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Well, it's not even about like is if Rogan's on. That that that's what to me is like the difference. It's not like oh Neil Young's on here and Joe Rogan's on here. It's like Neil Young's on here getting the same royalties that like Spotify just gives to everyone, and Joe Rogan got a hundred million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Yeah. Th- that's, yeah he was given. He was that, given like a golden check saying we endorse yeah. you. Yeah, right. Like an endorsement and, deal. That's, and, and, maybe yeah. that's what it's more like. Maybe it's more like an, somebody that's endorsed by a, by a brand mm-hmm. who takes issue with some other art, like person that's endorsed right. by that brand. Maybe it's something right. along that lines. You know, the thing is about Joe Rogan as well is that he's, I, I agree with you, he's curious. He's not afraid to push, you know, and I appreciate, I appreciate that. I do. But now we've, we've reached this point where, okay, you're, you're leaning into some territories that like, when you have like the entire medical community being like, this guy is a menace to society. Yeah, and like lives are being yeah, lost because people believe this stuff. I'm again, not, I'm not trying to say I have a horse in this race or that we should listen to this guy, this person or this person. I'm just saying that there's a lot of tension already around Joe Rogan, a lot of tension around Spotify and the music industry. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, I was like, whoa, this is going to like blow up. This could yeah. blow up. And Side so, note, you are back. Well, yes, I am. (laughs) And boosted. (laughs) Cool. It's just, like, bizarre for me. Like, as a guy who grew up, like, believing in liberal values and and free speech and, you know, essentially calling myself a libertarian at one point, you know, I'm I'm very anti-censorship, especially from large corporate entities. And I don't think that businesses should be forced to act one way or the other based on public opinion. But, <laughs> like, these are, like, really unprecedented times. Exactly. But I have such a hard time, like, endorsing that a guy like Joe Rogan should be silenced. Because I don't think well, he's that's a not bad really, actor. Nobody's, nobody's saying that. I mean, I don't well, think that's that what Neil Young's saying. Yeah. He's, not, he's not saying he should be silenced. He's saying, I don't want to support this platform that he's, that's paying this guy $100 million. He's never said at any point, like, you need to take I, him I, down. That just... That seems like you're just splitting hairs there. I mean, it, it, it does because I, because if, if yeah, well, I mean, the point that you make about it being a hundred million dollar endorsement for exclusive access to his content, that is a different scenario than like anywhere he shows up. I don't want to be there too. Yeah. Um, but it it didn't feel like that. It, it felt like no, it's true. Felt like I can't be on this network that Rogan's on. He didn't say like I can't. Uh, it wasn't like a yeah. caveated like. Yeah. All right, I yeah. guess that's fair. I just feel I like there's, a, there's room to support Neil Young, but not say I need we need him to be censored. You see what I'm saying? Like because I don't think that silencing that's not going to happen. First of all, you'll find right. there'll, there'll be another way for him to do it. But I think Neil Young wasn't stoked to be on Spotify anyway, like you guys brought up last week, mm-hmm. right? So he's just like, why, like. Like he he's get he's sitting around hearing about all this stuff, probably listening to some of these interviews, which I don't know if you've heard, but they are a little out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's probably listening to this and being like, "Why am I? Why am I? I don't need to be beholden to this. I'm not an an up and coming indie artist that needs yeah. people exposure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or like where this is the way that people are going to notice and hear me for the first time and discover me." Yeah. Like Spotify is a great way to discover. It's not a good way to listen to records. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I mean, you guys are, are more audiophiles than I am that, and I have title because for that reason alone, yeah, it just, it just sounds way better. Like, but see, that's the thing to me. Like, and I heard what Neil Young said about that, that he's like, Whoa, I'm, I'm fine to be off Spotify. Cause it sounds like crap on there. Anyway, I challenge anybody. It, you put Spotify on the very high setting. It's 320 kilobytes a second. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a CD quality. I think it's a it's an Orbis compressor. It, it's it's Orbis. a really or high Og, quality yeah, yeah. The, um, yeah. compression system. I can't hear the difference. I prefer listening to music on CDs or on records. Yeah, even on tape to listening to it on my computer. I don't. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. But the whole I, if you listen to Spotify on the very high quality. Think it's a pretty good experience. Right. Well, th- th- I, I do I, push back on that. Well, I'll just tell you my my quick little anecdote, which was that I actually had a free. I, I had title already, and I think by 
getting some something in my life by purchasing something. I got like a free month of Spotify, and mm -hmm. I so I had both for a minute, mm -hmm. and I walked into the room and someone had put on a song that I'd been listening to repeatedly that week, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Where is the bass? Like, what? Like, why does it sound like crap?" And I noticed in the app that they had played it off of Spotify and not off of Tidal. And then I switched and it did sound so different. Gotcha. And Which it, might have been a free just, version at the lower quality. It might quality. be the settings. It, it just might it be the settings. That, that's, that might be That's fair. all I'm saying. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. And, and that, that's why I brought it up because if you guys are like, hey, listen, it's exactly the same, then, you know, yeah. I, you're, not, you're not wrong. However, I still maintain that it's, it's great for discovering people. Mm -hmm. Um but it's not the best way to like consume. And I just mean this about streaming in general, honestly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm with you on that. Um, and if you, you know, if, you, if that's why if I, if I walk into a record store and see a new band that I discovered on title, and if I see that record, I'm buying that record because a, I want, I going to love listening to it at home. Mm -hmm. And it always is a much more augmented experience, mm -hmm. you know, uh, King Gizzard, uh, Halsey, uh, Arch Spire, mm -hmm. I got all those records. The Bela Fleck, I can vouch. Mm -hmm. Like, and you guys would love it too, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's different. It's a di whole different experience. You, you you open it up. The artwork is huge. All that, you know. Yeah. And you pay. Yeah. And when you pay for that, you really are supporting the artist more. Yeah, you know? I and, agree with um, that. Too. Yeah. So, in any case, it's 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 going to be interesting to see where it happens next. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'm I, fascinated to know if any other artists are going to latch on and if it's going to actually continue to build momentum because as we're recording this sorry guys fourth wall on mm -hmm. monday it still has a lot of momentum but by the time this episode is released it, it might, might be have, done yeah might be and, done. and and that if, if it is we can attribute it to rogan's video and the soft spotify uh like we hear you we're going to put a little disclaimer now mm-hmm mm -hmm. They're, 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 I mean, their stock's back up to where it was right when the news dropped. See, there you go. So, so well, yeah. but the, the question is, is it going to, what happens from there? Because I think that's what they're probably watching, and that's what their PR teams are watching. So they're probably going to take a pulse in the next couple of days and see if that's enough for yeah. investors. Because that's really what, when it, when it comes down to it, that's probably who they're answering to. But like, yeah. you know. Um, or the board, rather, yeah. On, on social media, Every year when they do the like uh, Spotify uh, year wrapped, mm -hmm. have you guys noticed mm -hmm. this before? Mm. It's, it's when, if you're an artist on Spotify, you'll get an email being like, here's your year wrapped. Here's how many people listen to you. Mm, right. Okay. Da, 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 da. And so lots of bands and artists will post that because they make it very easily shareable. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, so, so like the graphic is all like profesh with your numbers mm -hmm. on it already. And all you have to do is hit share. And so people do it. Right. Um, and so there's always a couple of artists that put it out there, and then you have these like bitter artists fight, you know, coming up, mm -hmm. and then you have the memes where it's like, "Hey, thanks for a great year, suckers," and it's like Spotify's profits mm -hmm. in the same graphic. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm like, I've been seeing this year after year. It's a cycle, and like each year it gets more and more bitter, more and more <laughs> like there's a serious like undercurrent of anger frustration yeah anger and frustration yeah. i would say frustration is not the right word anymore anger anger sorry i'm just saying i'm, I'm, no, I'm being yeah. real i'm being yeah. real because we're talking about people's livelihoods you know it's not just like sure. oh, i wish i wish it wasn't this way it's like no it like it cannot be this way like my music is worth more than what you're paying me and mm -hmm, yeah. I, but i don't have a choice and then neil young's up there being like you do have a choice look watch you know, and that I think all of a sudden that just snapped people into this whole like, wait, we can do that. Yeah, you know? I think you were right on when you you kind of opened your segment saying that you thought that Spotify was kind of on shaky grounds reputationally, and mm -hmm. I think you're absolutely right about yeah. that. And I think that that's what this week, last weekend proved to me is like people are ready to dogpile on Spotify as soon you, as something starts going south. Exactly, and you never hear this about like Netflix, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, or do you? I don't know, maybe, but yeah. like. No. You don't. I mean, they, they they just raised their rates too, and you didn't really hear too no, many people and you really complaining about that. Well, because it's a good, proper service, it works really well, and they take care of the content creators, man. Yeah, you know, they really pay people. Mm -hmm. Spotify, if it, 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 nobody would care if Spotify paid people. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, that's um, that's the long and short of it. That's uh, my take. But um, appreciate it, man. You All know, right. there you have it. All right. 
well, well thank done, you, Greg. Greg. That was an excellent well recap. Appreciate it. Well, Nick. I'm just you know, I'm just riding your coattails there, Nick. I believe you actually are, planned me that story to begin with, so it's all good, man. <laughs> 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 Gotta give credit where credit's due. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you one thing. Credit mm. for this week from 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 my corner goes entirely to um, uh, a guest we've had on in the past, actually, uh, my son oh? Siri. Oh. Um, we were we were yeah. Siri, Siri, Yep, we were um, we were at my brother's house for most of the weekend, and we were driving back, and I just said, "Here, why don't you just you play the music?" So he had control over the radio. Oh wow! Yeah, all right. For about about two thirds of the ride home of the hour and a half ride home, um, because he's got basically he's got an hour in his playlist, um, <laughs> and he was just he's bouncing all over the place and and it's it, it was great actually it was really cool just to just to because he'd he'd be like no you might want to skip this one I'm like, no this, this is good this is good and then he would talk about like what well here's why Aww. i like it and it was really Aww. cool but there was one artist that kept popping up and i i had i had heard of him only because i'd heard ziri play this before um this guy named jack stauber um okay. who who was who was apparently he was on youtube first or he kind of his music he released his music as YouTube videos before he started putting okay. them out under streaming services. I, it was so um, I was so confused as to what what this what this gentleman's methodology was behind the music he was creating that I kind of had to dig a little bit more into it, and I realized, okay, this so this whole new music, old music thing. This is a lot harder, I think, than we think it is, because um, hmm. things have really changed as far as how these folks, how these kids, <laughs> are making their music, and what they're doing, <laughs> and how they uh, uh, accept or refuse labels entirely. Um, uh-huh. Why don't we give Mr. Stauber a, a listen, though? Um, this is this is from his most recent album, High Low, and it's called Leopard. You should check it out. We're, I think it should be clear by now that we are no strangers to weird, off the wall music. Correct. You know, we kind of we kind of like it. Yeah. Um, but I guess my question is, what the hell are you feeding your kids, Nick? Yeah. <laughs> what, what the hell is that? This. Uh, so, I I don't know that that little clip I picked specifically. Uh, he actually has a song. Do you, uh, Jay? What what what's the streaming number on that? He has a song called Buttercup. Um, I'm curious what the what the stream count is on that monkey would be. Um, Siri found this uh, through a series of YouTube video explorations on like the music side, where he'll just kind of go and put music on to draw, do his art. Oh wow! Too. Oh jeez. <laughs> okay, what are we looking that at? That particular track has five million plays. On okay. Spotify. Sheesh. Uh, but- the Buttercup top, or, top or Leopard? Leopard. Um, Buttercup has. 325 million plays. 325 million, yeah. Right. Okay. Right. All right, I'm listening. So, <laughs> yeah, and Siri's not the only one, is I guess my, my point. Um, the, um, wow. This, this guy's music, well, at least, at least as, it's, as it's labeled on these services, uh, falls under many categories, but it's been put under the, the moniker, uh, or the genre, the micro-genre, if, as you declared it, hypnogogic pop. Oh, my God. Hypnagogic okay. pop, okay? Yeah, H-pop, which is, H-pop. I'm going to read this now. It's H-pop. pop or psychedelic music that evokes cultural memory and nostalgia 
for the popular entertainment of the past, principally in the 80s, it's like over-the-top borrowing of past genres, almost like nostalgia as a genre Mm -hmm. in pop, and a little bit cheesy, and I've... So here's the thing. This hypnagogic pop, this is entirely just... This is journalists, music journalists, trying to figure out how to categorize this music that we just listened to, (laughs) right? Which is, um, it's a loose collection of old sounding music kind of jammed together. Like there's not a single, every time he changes a verse or chorus, it's almost like he's switching the band that he's emulating in in this particular song that I just played. And not all of them are like that. Like I actually think the guy's probably, actually the guy sounds like a, a pretty talented composer. He's got a weird head. Um, mm-hmm. and, and his stuff is pretty catchy. So yeah. I'm, I'm certainly not taking anything away from it, but this whole, this whole hypnagogic pop, uh, genre, which kind of came out, uh, based on some, uh, articles written by Simon Reynolds and Mark Fisher. Um, okay. I guess these are like music journalists, uh, as kind of like a discussion about how to, how, how do we categorize all of this was immediately met with complete and utter rejection from these artists saying like that's not at all what I am or who I am or what I'm doing uh, which was which is funny because there's you've got old people trying to figure out how to how to sort this you've got the taxonomers <laughs> the ones who are right. like you know the we Dewey Decimal System for this. we've got to put this in a category what do we call it uh, and then you've got the artists saying don't label me old man yeah does um, this have anything to do with like uh, vaporwave yeah mm-hmm. yeah Okay. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's listed as well in like the Wikipedia article about this. That, that, yeah. that okay. comes up. Chill wave yep. is another word. Chill wave, and, yeah. and it's considered hypnagogic pop is considered the American version of British hauntology. Haunt <laughs> hauntology. 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 Okay. Um, which all comes from this Ariel Pink album called. Oh, oh, there's so many new words I'm learning today. This actually, I think, is is why I... W- so, anyway, Jockstopper is... It's actually... There's actually some good stuff in there. And 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 thank you, Siri, very much for, for bringing this yeah. to, my, to my attention. It was very, very interesting. But there's an album that came out in 2010 called Ariel Pink's Haunted Graffiti. Okay. This, I actually think... This, I think, is more in our, in our, in our alley. But, but if you want to get an idea of why these artists rejected being grouped together... This album also is included in this like microgenre, or was intended to be included in that microgenre. Let's let's give this a listen. Yeah, I can get down with that. Yeah, it's yeah, great song. This album is, I, I would definitely recommend giving it a listen. It's It, it kind of has that, like, I, I listened to the first half of it this evening, and I was like, this kind of reminds me of the first time I listened to Tame Impala a little bit. Like, where it was just mm. like, there's a lot of cool things going on in here, like ideas that, and, and, and especially since it's like 11, 12 years old now, you can definitely hear places that it might have touched uh, since right then. Right on, gotcha. Um, which, which, is, which is also really cool. But yeah. I, so so we're, so the reason this kind of felt it almost felt like a meta topic for, from 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 our standpoint because we coming off the new music old music because what this is is it's these new it's these it's these it's these young artists really borrowing heavily from old music mm-hmm. uh, in order to make it their own entirely like that is they're not it's not they're not covers they're not they're definitely borrowing. But with the case of Stauber, he he almost shifts. Every, it's almost part of his art is he shifts. What he's what what he sounds like a little bit like between you know each section of a song, um, and in the case of, of Ariel Pink, it's it's very much like a lo-fi you know old psychedelic borrowing. But 
to group these together just to say, you know, they borrow from old music obviously doesn't that doesn't that doesn't fit from a genre standpoint but yeah it's a little bit different I don't know, thoughts i just threw a lot of stuff out there it's kind of taken like the idea of like you know like a retro revival which we saw a lot of at like you know the end of the 90s and early 2000s you mm-hmm. know like and we're in right now with yeah with with the labels what's the label greg that you brought up Daptone. oh, Daptone. Daptone. oh Daptone. yeah 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 Daptone. oh it's all yeah good. i mean like that's like definitely like retro vibes you know like it's like mm-hmm. a throwback sound mm-hmm. but I, what i'm hearing at least from these two examples that i'm interested in in this it sounds like they're taking like the sound but doing something very something that wouldn't be ascribed to that sound necessarily in your mind it, so they're taking like a, a tone and a vibe but but playing different types of music with that tone yeah. and vibe yeah or or merging multiple versions of that all together like smushing yeah. it together yeah. in like a hyperactive, you know, uh, low attention span YouTube brain can handle or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, may- maybe this is just the point where we reach the limit of what we as old sad dads can like. I don't understand. I like, I, I reject that entirely as a notion, <laughs> um, but it, it definitely felt listening specifically listening to to, to Jack Stauber, It felt like wow, like I. I I, I bet this guy's numbers are high, and then I pulled it up, and I was like, "Wow, yeah, this guy has a ton. He has a ton of listens through all the stuff that he's put out. Hmm. There's Maybe something. There's be- something to it. There's something to it. Like it's it's whether or not we like it. This is what this is what the kids' idea well, of music is, and this is what's going to affect what they do. So he had a he had a couple of uh, viral TikTok things apparently. Mm-hmm. So that that'll do it. I'm kind of getting Mac DeMarco vibes from him. Yeah, well, he I like a lot. That was the first time yeah. I played on this podcast, right? My, my first yeah. time. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. But just in, like, the whole, like, I don't understand him at all. <laughs> like, I, don't, yeah. I don't get his aesthetic at all. I think Mac DeMarco is really talented and really cool, the, but Jack I don't Stoppers understand actually, it. He's actually done some shorts, some, like, animated music shorts for Adult Swim. I think that's how okay. they've been that doing the last couple sense. years. Yeah, um, yeah it kind of gave me almost like, uh, or almost like your sparks, um, or just kind of mm-hmm. like it has this like goofy quality. Because um, yeah. I was like, I don't know, Talking Heads meets freaking Weird Al Yankovic. I don't know what is this. That was what I kept coming back to, but it it was Weird. not enough. It wasn't satisfactory. So hmm. here's an old man's attempt to uh, find some new music, and it's still like three to. 10 years old so well i applaud your attempts there as my attempts i do (laughs) (laughs) i do because i'm going to be talking about really old music that's okay because that's that's my that's my safe comfort yeah that's where you feel comfortable i know yeah Yeah. that's all right (laughs) but before i do that i'm going to be talking about some adventurous new music Uh how about that let's hear it is my clip this week i actually meant to bring him up a couple weeks ago he has a brand new album his name is mdu Mokhtar. okay uh i know greg you're hip to him he kind of has been making this big splash. He got signed to Matador Records, and they're putting out his newest album. So he's a Nigerian musician. He's a he's a guitar player, and he fronts a band. And he's been he, he has a bunch of albums out, but I just mm-hmm. recently got hip to him. The album it reminds me a lot of that band uh, Krangbin. Oh, okay. if you guys are familiar with them. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I played played them a while ago. Oh, sure. I really sure. like that kind of like. Toreg kind of, they, some people call it like desert blues type sound. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I'm doing a really bad job of explaining this, so I'm just going to play it. This is the opening track off his newest album, uh, Afrique Victime, which is called Kismetan.
great. Yeah, dude. It's great. It's a great lot more lively than Krangbin. <laughs> right. It's yeah, a different times, vibe yeah. for sure, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. The, the, uh, the guy who plays bass in this band, Mikey Colton, is a friend of mine um, from the D.C. area, and he was start, starting to put some things out, so I checked him out, and I was like, wow, this, uh, this record in particular. Yeah. I knew yeah. he joined the band, but in any case, um, it's great because he was, you know, kind of coming up in the DC scene and um, was in a band called Lis Rhinoceros. Okay, and, I've heard of that. Um, great to see him putting some cool stuff out there, and this got a lot of great press. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, thanks for playing it, Jay. It's really good. Yeah, yeah it, he's it, kind of a fascinating story with this guy. He taught himself to play guitar. He built his first guitar. There's a fascinating interview with uh, Dweezil Zappa, of all people, huh. um, on YouTube. You should check it out. Really good stuff. So That's awesome. Great. Yeah, I'll have to see that. All right. So what shifting gears a little, a little bit. Uh, I'm going to take you back a little bit. Okay. We're going to be talking about uh, Mr. Hargus Pig Robbins. Hargus. Hargus, baby. Hargus Robbins. Unfortunately passed away this past weekend. Oh, that's what this um, is. Hargus Robbins is a Nash was is was is a Nashville studio. You got it. Piano keyboard legend. I mean, he is. Yeah. It's it not putting it too mildly to to say that he, if not invented, perfected the sound of piano on country music records. Um, his footprint is that is that big. He uh, has played on just about every single country song famous country song that you've ever heard of mm-hmm. um from just about all of the big name country artists he was an a tier nashville studio musician and any yeah. studio musician would tell you that um he was born in 1938 in tennessee and when he was young he was uh, playing around with his dad's pocket knife and it slipped and it stuck in his eye yeah and oh, so crap. he had to get that eye removed Oh. And then he eventually went blind in his other eye, so that by the time he became an adult, he was just completely blind. Um, and don't know if that affected him musically or not, but the guy definitely has just this incredible ear and, and a great talent. Well, it certainly hones the ears. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to kind of just give you guys a sampler, a, a, a Pig Robbins sampler pack of, of some of the things that he does so well. Pig? Is that Pig. his middle name? It's his nickname. Nickname. Ah, okay. Given right. to him by, a, I think, an elementary school teacher who was saying that he was always uh, coming in through this back door and always coming into the classroom dirty and looking like a pig. So That's, 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 how, that's how it used to be. <laughs> yeah. Teachers could right. call kids pig. Right. Uh, yeah. So, I still, uh, I still first, do it. <laughs> <laughs> your students. Well, you're, you're a private teacher. You can do yeah, whatever you want. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you break out the paddle ever, Greg? Oh no, you're all virtual. That's true. Yeah. Just a, like the the Zoom virtual paddle. He just, just, he just I, ends. I, he just ends the meeting. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I just like bully them online. <laughs> oh, that's that's cool. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just... <laughs> so he started playing in Nashville around into the 1950s, and uh, probably the first track that he became kind of renowned for was from Mr. George Jones playing on the famous take of White Lightning. All right. So here he is playing that famous hockey talk piano. Let's listen to this. Well, in North Carolina, way back in the hill, near my old pappy, and he had him a steal. He brewed a white lightning till the sun went down, and then you fill him a jug and he'd pass it around. Mighty, mighty pleasing, pappy's corn squeezing. White lightning. Man, that piano makes it. It does. It does. It totally does. Yeah. Following the bass a little bit. Oh man, just really pushes it along. And that was back when 
it was kind of like verboten to put like real drum sets on a on a country tune. Mm-hmm. That's why you really had the bass player like slapping it, and you had to have mm-hmm. other instruments taking up that that space. Another beautiful one, and, and especially in these early songs, he's mixed so far back. It's, he's more of a textural player. He can play great solos, but kind of the texture that he adds is, is really the the key element. Very subdued, uh, very understated, and especially on this song, famous single from Patsy Cline. 1961, this is I Fall to Pieces. You want me to act like we've never kissed. You want me to forget. Pretend we've never met. And I've tried and I've tried, but I haven't yet. Those little ding, da dang, da yep. da dang, da dang. Keeps it moving along. Really, yeah, I think probably his most famous track, at least the one that uh, I mean, it's just kind of a his little signature piano riff makes the song. I mean, the entire song is great, but you recognize it right off the bat. Whenever I was telling people about Pig Robbins today, mm-hmm. um, I'd say, oh, well, he's the guy who plays piano on Behind Closed Doors which just has this really iconic piano intro that sounds a little bit like this. All right. My baby makes me proud Lord, don't you make me proud She never makes a scene Hanging all over me in a crowd Cause people like to talk Lord, don't they love to talk But when they turn out the lights I know she'll be leaving with me And when we get behind closed doors, when she lets her hair... It's very lyrical. Right? Yeah, it's almost like it, like the, it's, it's like a counterpoint to the, to the vocals in, in, in that one. And actually on that first one, too. Um, yeah. yeah, it's really neat. That's yeah, really I love cool. the way they... Um, if you really start studying the arrangements of, of country tunes, it's pretty brilliant. Each instrument has to have its own space and mm-hmm. you know typically like in a rock track you when you're talking about creating space for an instrument it's about like frequency range like the bass yeah. is going to sit here in the mix yeah. and the guitar is going to sit here and the vocal is going to sit you know right up front in the center mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but really in country songs i think when they're done right it's about sitting out until you have your chance to talk you know it's yeah. not playing through the whole thing it's playing during the spaces between the vocals or between mm-hmm. other instruments. Yeah, which kind of makes it all feel like a, a bit of a dance. Paint yeah. in the corners. Paint in the corners. I like that. Yeah. Did you come up with that, Greg? I don't remember where I picked <laughs> that up from, but I, I definitely try to take that approach sometimes Depend if I'm performing with someone where there's already a rhythm guitar and they don't need the shred. <laughs> yeah. It's like just yeah. try to, like little swells, little like smaller mm-hmm. things you know and yeah. just just enough to kind of keep things from no awkward silence you know yeah yeah basically yeah and it's, it goes back to like uh you know herbie hancock saying to miles davis like uh miles i can't think of anything to play here and him being like then don't play anything <laughs> don't play nothing, <laughs> don't play nothing. <laughs> you know so that like that's it's simple as that yeah yep. 
So, I mean, like I said, the guys played on everything. Loretta Lynn's Don't Come Home and Drinking with Loving on Your Mind. Dolly Parton, I'll Always Love You. Um, Kenny Rogers, The Gambler. I mean, he played on basically every single Kenny Rogers song ever. And then, interestingly, when Bob Dylan decided to make an album in Nashville called Blonde on Blonde, Mm -hmm. he was part of the A-list session team that came in. So he's the one playing piano on Rainy Day Day Women, saying everybody must get stoned. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. Uh, it, it, a lot of a lot of uh, coverage led with that. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, of course. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but quite quite a quite an illustrious career. Yeah, yeah, That's and cool. the other thing I wanted to, to mention was that um, by the time the '80s came around in the '90s, I think he was not forgotten, but I don't think was getting as much. Session, session work. time, yeah. Um, but that's kind of been revived. Well, it had been revived until he passed away, including one of my, my favorite guys, Sturgill Simpson, um, and his debut album in 2013 had him play on piano on the entire album, High Top Mountain. Wow. And it's funny, I didn't know that until, you know, I was reading some of the coverage about this, and I went back and I was like, oh, of course that's Pig Robbins playing on that. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Will be missed. Indeed, yeah. Really seems like he, yeah, beloved and, and actually treasured by everybody that got to play with him. Yeah. No doubt. Well, that's all I got, gentlemen. And I think all that right. means that's all we've got. So, Greg, without further ado, tell the fine folks how to get in touch with us, please. Well, you can go to youshouldcheckitout.com. You can send us an email at podcast at gmail.com. You can find mm-hmm. us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. Our Twitter handle is at shouldcheck. Listen to us on Apple Music and not on Spotify. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Unless you want to. You, you can't. No, no, you can't. We're on Spotify. Yeah, that's, we that's your jam, man. Yeah, we haven't sent anybody running away yet. <laughs> so, yes, we are on there. And um, leave us a review. And as always, tell a friend you should check it out. Please do. Please do. Gentlemen, it's been a great time. Indeed, it Indeed. has. Thank you, Jay. Thank yeah. you, Nick. Hey, quick question. Yeah. If, if Spotify offered us, I don't know, a half a million dollars. What what, what would we do? Hmm. I don't know. Let's take see, it offline. Uh, we'll take it offline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, run that board. Right. I mean, yeah. We'll I mean, take you it guys offline. can think about it. You okay. guys can think about it. I got my answer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Viral. <laughs> um. All right, boys. Been a good time. We'll see you next week. How about it? Indeed. Peace. Yeah. Days in a coma, his nights on.